I'd take that. And I really have a strong belief that's it. And God has been very persistent. And over the years, sometimes we've digressed. Now, we weren't able to go for 18 months because of my ill health. But during that time, I think God did a bit of straightening of our minds and a clarity of our vision and our call for Albania. And this time we said, go down, and it worked out because we were obedient, and we went to say, we wanted to fulfill our call that we went in, that we saw so many. If we could just go to the next slide. And sometimes when we have a, a, a call and we go sometimes, is we might find ourselves in a situation where what is happening? We, we don't think that we can do anything. Now, the one picture there with the two of us there, that's our... Our, our partner in Albania, Barry, he's not trying to give me a, a thick ear. That was the, he has a Roma church, what, he, what we call a Roma church. These people here, the Romas mainly, but also people who are on, who destitute, and they come there every two weeks and they're given a food parcel. But before they get the food parcel, they come and they can gather together for like a mini service. They will sing a couple of choruses and they join in. And then they get, then they praise for them and then they sing some more, then they get some more prayer, then they get, sing some more, more prayer, and then they go and get their food. So Barry asked me if I could come and share a, a five, ten minute devotion. So I went there and I stood there and I shared with them. And then he looks at me and says, go pray for the people. But you need to understand, Barry, he's very dem- demonstrative with his hands. He says, pray for the people. And I thought, what do you mean? Go pray for the people. Let's... What do you mean? He says, go and pray for them. And I, and I thought, oh, I've got to go in there. And I went there and I suddenly thought to myself, none of these people understand English. I don't speak Albanian. Really, what is the point? And I said, Holy Spirit, what must I do? And he said, pray in tongues and lay hands. That's exactly what I did. Do you know, we just started speaking in tongues and we went around laying hands on, I don't know, just laying hands on heads and whatnots. And then Barry said, he said, right, what's, what's happened? Number of people received healing. One lady that we prayed for she had a fair amount of deliverance. As we were praying, you could just see it. And that is just something that confirms, because that's our core. When you go into a situation, if God has called you into that day, you already have the equipment. And we need to just be bold and start to do things. And then you start to see. And I believe that is when the miracles start to happen. When we realize, it's not me, Holy Spirit, it's up to you. I don't know what I'm praying, but I'm praying in the Spirit. So therefore, I'm praying the correct prayers and going around and touching and whatnot. It was just amazing with that thing there. One, one lady, she came along and said, oh, I've got a big lump on my arm. I said, fine. We prayed. Prayed, I could feel it going down, feel it going down, finish praying, yeah, okay, finish praying. And then I just sensed there was something not wrong, but the physical there came along, and then I let go, I said, no, that's fine, that's okay. 
And then I noticed that it started to grow up again. And I said to one of the guys there, I said to him, need to take her aside, but she needs deliverance. She's receiving the healing, but there's something inside her that's robbing her of a healing. And God said, you see, sometimes I come, and the Holy Spirit gave me an insight to this, is sometimes we go and we pray for people and they're healed, and then they find the healing loses. And then we lose confidence in following our call, and we think, well, I don't want to pray for anyone anymore, because, you know, they get healed and then it comes back, so maybe I'm not doing my job right. This was an indication where God said, he said to me, no, no, the healing, she received it. But because of issues in her life, she was robbed of her healing. So they, they will take her aside and they will deal with her and take her through the process and do that. And this is sometimes, we need to be very careful. Sometimes when we're called to do things, we need to be obedient with our call and do it. The, the, the outcome is not our responsibility. My responsibility was go around, lay hands on, do, 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 just pray in tongues. And then God does the healing. Got a healing, left it, the Holy Spirit said to me, no, it's not you. There's something in there. We can go on to the next slide, please. Now these were, there's a couple of homes here that we went to, when we go to Bathora, what normally happens is Ava sends us out to some of the houses to go and have a look at what's going on. In the past, we sometimes we get caught up and think to ourselves, how can we help these people? We've got to do something. And God has said, no, it's not you. I have not called you to meet their needs. What he said to me, what I have asked you to do is to make their, need, their needs known. Because someone here might have a gift of giving with God been laying on your heart to give something, to give where you think where. And you might see... This family say, mm, yes. They live in one room. As you can see, that's their room. I think there's six of them that live in that house. That floor, you can't see from the picture, is wet because they had heavy rain. Uh, no, we don't have a picture of the window. Yes, behind there, there's a window there. The rain leaks through the window and the floor is wet. So the children are sleeping on wet floors. And she's crying. She says, what I need is I need beds. At least my children can sleep somewhere where it's dry. So I think there's about four of them, four of them sleep in the bed, one there. And these people, we go to the next slide. So this is, a, this, this is, and there was a family in there, and I just have a real sense that God wants to meet her need. This is another house of Duente. With the earthquake, something sh- they got a flat roof, something shifted. The whole house was flooded. Went to the local council to ask for assistance. Not going to get any. She's now struggling. Now, what are the find? You find the husbands go off and work. They get very little money comes home. But there's another family. Those are two families that God laid in my heart. I said to Jean, I said, we need to make their needs known so that if people want to assist them, they can. And if anybody here wants to, they can come speak to us. Because we would, if they want to give funds, we will direct it to Avis. 
and we trust her implicitly, and we'll give her the funds, and 100% will go directly to these families. Avis does not go along and just dish out money. She knows how to handle it. What she will do is she will organize reputable people who know what they're doing to come in there. We are not going to try and fleece her and do the repairs, and then she will pay them or to buy goods and whatnot. So she's very, very good. And that's why we continue to partner with her, because she's a woman of integrity. And her husband, let me tell you, is a very man of... His integrity is up there. He's, uh, he's now a business consultant. He goes around and helps people with the business. That's an absolute couple. So if anyone wants to, those two families, if they can just see, let us know. Can we go to the next slide? Yeah, we've all heard about divine appointments. You know, and these people, this was a, a, what I call a divine appointment. We've been going to Bethora now for 10 years, about 10 years. And we see Avis every time. This was the first time she said, oh, I need to connect you with a pastor. I need you to connect with Pastor Alex. Now, Pastor Alex, we met the very first time we went there. We haven't seen him since. So it's not a case that he's only, he's only new. And I thought, why? After all this time? I said, no, that's fine. Get in contact. That's fine. And I thought, but why? Why now? Anyway, we get, Gina is our, because of contact, but she's got these messengers and all these funny things on her phone. Next thing she gets, a, or Alex contacts her and says, right, fine, I'll meet you for a, for a coffee. You know? We don't know about any, we always meet for a coffee. We met him, we went for a walk. He said, come, I want you to walk in my district. So we went walking. We don't drive in, in Albania, we walk. Walked up to his church, lovely church, and then he, on the way there, he met his friend. Now the one in yellow, that's Pastor Alex, and the one next to him is his friend. And he's chatting there, he said, my friend wants to bless you with a cup of coffee. I said, fine. So they came to where we were staying the next day, and they were sitting in a chair, they came out. The next thing he sees these other two guys here, and he says, Oh, yeah, 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 then you come, come, come sit with me, come here. He must come meet. Because Jean wasn't feeling well, so she had gone back up to the apartment. And he come down, and it turns out, not this guy, the second guy, is an Albanian pastor. This other guy is a missionary from the Philippines. We was there, and after that, he was going to China, and then from China, he was going to Canada. But uh, Alks on there, just seemed to get in a conversation and I thought he invites me for the coffee but he's the one that I had to meet very strange God works in mysterious ways and we need to it was his church he was funded by a church in Europe gave him money supported him and he thought great then they started to tell him which church he could go to and what he could do they started to run him and to restrict him. And he said, no, this is not what God has called me to do. God has called me to go to these people. God has called me to reach out to all these people. You are not allowing me to do that. I'm going to do that. So I said, well, if you do that, we're going to stop your funds. So he said, that's fine. That is very, very unusual in Albania. There's a lot of the churches that are supported. They're actually bought. 
because the people gave him money with strings attached and he was refusing to have the strings and he's a number of churches and he can't have there what they call the evangelical alliance which it's they call it worship but it's similar to the EA but they have annual fees he can't afford to join it there are a number of them that cannot afford to join it. And he said to me, he said, when you come back next, I want you to come and I want you to meet my friends, these other churches, so that you can encourage them. That is walking. This is the time when I can see I can seriously say we are walking in to the fullness of our calling. A divine appointment. Stepping out in faith. I want to encourage you in your calling when God calls you to do something that you need to be able to step out in faith. We saw Paul talking to Timothy. Don't neglect the gifts that are being given to you by that prophecy laying on of hands. How often do we come, we receive a gift and then we don't, we don't use it. I want to encourage you because this congregation I know here is a very gifted congregation. And I want to encourage you to continue to walk out in the gifts that you have. I know some of you have been given the gift of evangelism to go out into the street. I know some some of you have the gift of prophecy and I want you to continue to use that. Some of you have the gift of healing. Some of you have the gift of encouragement, what I call the Barnabas anointing. I want to encourage you to use it. Because often sometimes when we come along and you find resistance, there's nothing very difficult trying to encourage someone if they don't want to be. But if God calls you and he says, I'm giving you the gift of encouragement, if you have the Barnabas spirit sitting upon you, and he says to you, go to that person, and I want you to go and encourage them and give them a word. And you go and you encourage them and give them the word. And they say, no, and and they, they reject it. What do we do? We think, oh, maybe I heard wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm thinking that I have this, but I haven't got it. I, I think when someone said to me, I have this gift, I think they were wrong. And you start to doubt the giftings that you have in you. And what happens is the body starts to suffer. You know, if the hand doesn't work and says, no, I'm not really useful anymore. Uh, there's something wrong. I'm, I, I'm just not going to operate anymore. And if my hand decides it's not going to operate, I am going to, my body is going to be restricted. But if the hand is there and there's a little something that needs a massage, you can say, I'm going to let me go and call the other ma- member of the body to come along and to massage. And then it comes and then the body is useful. If I need something because I'm cold, I have a voice that is part of my thing there with the tongue and the, and the vocal cords and everything else that goes out. I can call out and say, oh, Rex, can I have a jacket? I need a jacket. And he comes and he gives me a jacket. We need to let people know the needs. I could not have shown you those two photos of those two families 
because it's not our calling to do that. But it might be someone here has calling to give gifts. And what I'd be doing is I'd be denying you an opportunity to walk out your calling. If you live in an area and you know there's a family there that really need God, but you don't, it's not your calling to go and to encourage and to evangelize, but you have someone in the body where you can, you need to go to that person and say, this family needs it. So that they can go in. They have a calling to do that. They have the anointing to do that. And therefore they can go and they can go and minister. It doesn't mean to say that you, you've, and I don't, you need to be, don't think less of yourself because you've gone to call someone else to meet someone's need. No. We are all equal, but we have different giftings. And what we need to do is we need to make sure that we don't try and operate in gifts that we don't have. When it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, there's one fruit, singular. They all come together. But the gifts, the gifts is a number of them, and some of them you will have. Gina and I have been blessed with the gift of prophecy. We're not prophets, but we have the gift that we can call on to, to prophesy. I've been given the gift of pastor. Jean, sometimes she doesn't really, she doesn't understand it, but, but she knows she has it. She has the gift of, of Barnabas. She has a Barnabas anointing upon her to encourage people. That sits upon her. We know where our giftings are. So when we operate, we don't try and operate in the other person's gifting because it just doesn't work. It's not as effective as operating in your own gift. I do not have the gift of singing over congregations to uplift them. Because if I sang over you, there'd be a mass exodus out the door. Believe you me, my wife has had to enjoy standing next to me while I make a joyful noise. Believe it at that. I do not proclaim that because I'm not gifted in that. But where I am gifted, I need to exercise it. Because God says, right, I give you gift, gift of tongues. Right, you have a gift, yeah. If you don't exercise it and use it, it could just become dormant. I believe when God gives you a gift, he gives you a gift, it's yours. He does not come back and take the gift away from you. I've heard some people say, oh, well, I had that gift, but I've lost it. No, you haven't lost it. God, God's not someone like that who gives you a gift and then comes back later and says, no, I'm going to take it back from you. That's not the God that we worship. He knows what you are going to be doing from here until the time you leave this earth to join him in, 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 the, in, in heaven. He's not going to say, you think he, when you get a gift that you do things, it's caught him by surprise? No. But we need to exercise it. We need to exercise the gift. When Jean and I had that gift of prophecy released in us, it was very strange. But we exercised it and exercised it. And I know if I go through a long period of time where I haven't used it, I get a bit rusty. 
and I have to clean it off and ask God to refresh me. It's like driving a car. In our, in our family, we have three cars. Jean has a car. My two daughters each have a car. I don't have a car. But I'm the only one that's a, that can legally drive all three cars. I'm using my, my, my one daughter's car to go to work. It's a little Mazda 2 manual. Jean's got her automatic CRV. And when I change from one to the other, like I get into Jean's car on a weekend, I could think, no clutch, no clutch, no clutch, don't change gears. No clutch, don't change gears. And then I, on the Monday morning, I get into my daughter's car, clutch, change gears, clutch, change gears. And I guarantee the Monday morning on the way to work, I'm going to just shudder the car, oh, clutch. I get used to one, and then it's fine. And that's why I want to encourage people with gifts. And I'm going to encourage, because we're going to have some people later on who have certain gifts, we're going to exercise them. Now, I've used a lot of the talking from our trip to Albania to just to give you an examples of, of what it means to step up in faith and to walk in your calling. Sometimes we get a calling and it's daunting. I mean, God called us up, I said, what can we, who, who are we that we can go and change our back? Who are we? But yet there was one church that we visited this time, I think it's the third time. The second time he says, I want to thank you for your, your words of encouragement and your words of prophecy because some of the things that you prophesied over us are starting to come true. So therefore we are encouraged, we're going to keep on pressing ahead. And everyone here has a gift, at least one gift, although I reckon you have a numerous gifts. And sometimes it, one needs to go through an exercise. Gene, I have done this uh, before many years. We haven't done it recently. Is where we go through and just to identify what gifts we have within us. And it's amazing what comes out. Because sometimes we have a gift and we don't recognize it. I've met some people, and the, I don't know, the gift of Barnabas is, is so widespread, really is widespread. But it should be because we all need encouragement. And some people say, you're a great, thank you, you're a great encourager. Oh, am I? They just operate and they don't realize it. There's a, there's a Barnabas spirit right there. But I think you know that. You're a great encourager. And these people, when you come next to them, you just... And when I see Sharon, when I just see her there, just, there's just something within me that rises because the spirit testifies with mine and I'm encouraged. When we pray for healing, I'm going to share this as a personal one. Sharon, one of the pastors, Eddie and Artina, when we went to their church, they said, oh, next weekend, we're going to start prayer on the streets. We're going to start praying for each other, whether it's healing or whatnot. Now, you need to realize their church is right next door to a mosque. They were going to go in the next to a big market. Sorry, we didn't have a picture of it. And they were going to go and heal you on the streets in the shadow of a mosque with all the non-believers. 
They said we're nervous, but we know God has said that we need to do it, so we're going to do it. And there was four or five of them that were going there that were in this. And then Gene said to him, will you pray for Graham's back? And he said, not a problem. So he come sit in the chair, and I said, yeah, okay, better, I don't want to fall down. Sit down, and he lifted my legs. And he said to me, do you know you're one leg shorter than the other one? I said, no, it's not. He said, yes, it is. I said, Gene, go and have a look. And she said, it is. Now, why did he look at my legs? This is my back he was praying for. He said, the Holy Spirit said, look at his legs. So he said, right, then we're going to pray. I said, well, carry on, whatever, whatever, you, you just carry on. And I'm sitting on the chair, and he started to pray. He said, come, come, Jesus, come, bring your healing. And I could feel this leg sliding on the chair. I, ne- I nearly needed res- the resuscitation team, but anyway, goes there. I thought, no, nah, he's pulling my foot. So I'm looking there. And he's got them flat like that. And I'm okay, hey, I'm going to watch these. But I can't feel any pressure on the, on the shoe. And he prays again, and I feel a leg gain again, I thought. Three times. And I thought, no. Nah. And I said to Gene, I said, I, I could feel it. I said, something happened. But as we said, I don't believe that my leg was physically shorter than the other one. I believe what it is because of the back problems that I have is that my posture was all out and God was just lining me up. But whatever it is, there was something supernatural done. Why? Because when he came to pray and he has a gift of healing, he listened to the Holy Spirit. Now the people around there, they were going out the next Sunday to go and think, can you know what the encouragement that gave them? If Gene hadn't been told up to say, pray for him, The object was not for me to be healed. The object was for those people to be encouraged so that when they go out next Sunday, they know that God responds to the prayers and they will not be scared to pray for people. It's amazing how God works within the cording of of the singer. My mind does does itself. It's like you need to speak to Pastor Alex and then you see the things fall into line. Said to Gene, I said, we need to go for that period of time. Went for that period of time. I went for two interviews. One interview, I knew we were going to go there because they would not give me the time off. Went to the other one, not a problem. I said to Gene, where are we going to get there? I said, I don't know, but God says go. So we're going. We came back. And I think we had about 10 pounds in the pot. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. But it was met. Everything was met because we followed the calling. And I want to encourage you people. Follow your calling. Get people alongside you to encourage you. If you don't know what your calling is, then maybe we need to do a a, a little workshop on discovering your gifts. But God has called this church to make an impact in Swanley. I've said that a number of people have said that. They've been prophesied over you to do that. You need to start operating the gifts. I know some of you are already doing it. But some might be a bit hesitant. Can I just encourage you to walk out in that gift? Walk out in your gifting.
calling that has come. Because God's call on this church is a combination of all your calling. If Jean called me to go to her, I'm reliant on my feet to listen to what the message is sent out to them. Because if they decide, now they're not going to move, I'm not going to be able to get there. When you eat your meal, your hands and your knives, they've got to coordinate to cut the food up, put it in your mask, everything's got to work. Something might be a small part that it plays, but it's an integral part of everything. If my nose decides it's going to stop, my mouth stop, we're not going to let air come in and out, I'm going to die. Some of the simple things, standing at the door, welcoming people in, is a crucial part in a church life. Because when people come, they feel welcome. Putting out the chairs is very important. Because if no one does it, you'll be standing. Sometimes we look at the task and we don't realize how important it is. But it is. Alex and his friend, I forget his friend's name. Alex, I guarantee you, if you walked on the streets with him for 20 minutes, you will be so on fire. I mean, he is, he's, an, he's an incredible evangelist. Incred- he, has the, he has that gift. We walked and coming back, and there was a lady in the shop there, standing there smoking a cigarette, which is not unusual. And he comes, stops her, and he says, ah, he says, you're beautiful. He says, don't you think she's beautiful? Yeah, but what she's doing is going to make her ugly. And he's chatting to her there, and he says, no, it's like, that's not good for you. And I, I, but she was laughing. And was, he, he, he's got that gifting to engage without offending. And then she, she gave it to him, throw away. He said, no, I can't throw it away. You must throw it away. So she took, went and threw the cigarette away. And they take the yard chairs down here, go by off. And he just has this way about him. His friend is not like that. And he was sitting there, God gave me a word for him to say to him, that's not what you, that's Alex's role. Your role is to be the quiet man over a cup of coffee, chatting to him quietly and encouraging him and revealing the word. That's your call. Don't go down the street and try and be Alex. Alex could never be you because he just, he, he just he, he, I don't know. If he walked in the end, he'd be, do you know Jesus? That's about the second or third sentence. Do you know Jesus? So the two of them there. And I believe that was, that was part of the divine appointment there was to encourage them. Well, Alex doesn't need encouragement. He, he's, he's, but his friend needed encouragement because he felt, he said, oh, I can't be like him. Don't be like him. That's not what God has called you to be. But I think I've said enough. But there is something that I want to speak over this church. I believe it is a, it's a word of encouragement that God wants me to speak over you. I know it's in the Bible somewhere. Right. I think we've all had it. I'm sure we all know, well know aware of it. Isaiah 60. But this morning I just said that God says, I want you to come and I want you to read this over the congregation because this is a promise of God 
for this place. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They're all gathered together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of the camels shall come to your land. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall proclaim the rise of the king. All the flocks of Kedah shall be gathered to you. The rams of Neboth shall minister to you. They shall ascend with acceptance of my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. I believe that is a promise, a reaffirmation of the promise that God has laid upon us. We need to walk into it. Now I asked, when during the week preparing for this, for the uh, ministry team, because I believe you have, a, you have a ministry team, people in the ministry team will follow their calling. And I asked if some of them could just pray and if God would give them a word of knowledge for this congregation. And I believe some of them have. Now what, how this operates is, by doing that, they are given a, God has given them a word of knowledge of something. Whether it's encouragement, healing, I don't know. He just gives them a word. But with that word comes the anointing to bring that word to fruition. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask them to give that word. And if that word applies to you, if you feel that word, if you're stirring in the heart is for you, then I need you to come to that person and they're going to pray for you. And we're going to ask that that will become into, into reality. And when we have a promise given to us, we need to hold on to it. And don't let it be robbed. Don't let it be robbed. If I can ask the ministry team to come up and if I can ask the musicians to come up. We're going to go into this time of ministry. We'll come down and I'm sure there'll be lots that's going to be going on.